Welcome to the second season of A New Voice of Freedom, the podcast taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer, available on Amazon, are now broadcast on weekdays. Podcast 7 of Season 2 is entitled, What is Truth? Ron, will you introduce our podcast? Perhaps all of us have thought that it would have been nice if we could be old and wise before we were young and foolish, so that we wouldn't waste our youth. But that is not in God's plan. We came to this earth to gain experience, and wisdom comes only with experience. The fall came about because Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A key to knowledge is in the law of opposites. We must know the good to understand the bad. A simple truth is that all good things come from God and all bad things come from Satan. Another way of putting it is that a good tree produces good fruit and an evil tree produces evil fruit. It is the law of the harvest. We reap what we sow. Today we have the mistaken idea that wisdom comes with information and information comes from the university. Paul clearly saw our day when he wrote to Timothy, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We call this the information age for good reason. We have instant access to information, unlike anything the entire world has ever seen. However, if we are the smartest, why then aren't we the wisest? The answer is simple. We have a surfeit of information, but a scarcity of knowledge. The story of Job echoes our day. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? That clearly defines our day. Look at how we have dealt with COVID. There is confusion because politicians in self-interest darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge. In the above, Paul defines knowledge as knowledge of truth. What is truth? To be truth, knowledge must have three attributes. Knowledge of the past, knowledge of the present, and knowledge of the future. We gather information, but we comprehend truth. To comprehend means to understand, to include, to comprise, or to encompass. It embraces the whole. Today we fragment knowledge. Two key ingredients are missing. First, we have corrupted the knowledge of the past by denying history. Rioters are tearing down our statues. Universities are rewriting history. Government is spending millions of dollars changing the language of documents to meet the demands of political correctness. Our nation is systematically perverting the past. It is a form of book burning. There is an axiom. Those who ignore the past are doomed to repeat it. Second, we are ignoring the future by denying God. We are focusing only on the present. That is why we are ever learning but never coming to a knowledge of the truth. That means we will repeat the same mistakes over and over and over and over. To have truth, we must face things as they really were, as they really are, and as they really will be. I am reminded of Proverbs that says, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? The scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. How many have been astonished at the deliberate distortion of truth by the press? They slant everything to fit their agenda. 
They discard facts as they spew out opinions based on opinions. Elihu is describing our day when he says to Job, Therefore doth Job open his mouth in vain. He multiplieth words without knowledge. Jesus said that it is the truth that shall make you free. The opposite of truth is ignorance. Isaiah observed, Therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Hosea said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Proverbs equates knowledge with prudence. We read in Proverbs 14.18, The prudent are crowned with knowledge. Contemplation turns facts to knowledge. Experience alone turns knowledge to wisdom. Distinguish between knowledge and wisdom. For argument's sake, let's define information as facts, assuming accuracy. Let's define knowledge as truth and wisdom as the righteous exercise of knowledge. How are we supposed to filter all this? How do we gain understanding when we are flooded with information? The short answer is that we need absolute standards of judgment. That is why we have the Ten Commandments. No, husband, I see you are going to give me the long answer whether I want it or not. Keep it short and to the point. God has given us built-in filters. First, we have our five senses. In addition, God has given us a mind, a heart, and a spirit. Those are keys to knowledge and wisdom. I'm not sure I follow you. Be more specific. What are the eyes for? Is that a trick question? The eyes are for seeing, but people seldom see things in the same way. We also have ears to hear, but we don't always hear things in the same way. That is why we must use all the filters. I love the couplet of Clough. Play no tricks on thy soul, O man. Let fact be fact, and life the thing it can. So how do we filter what we see in here? Let's look at the other filters. Let's connect the mind with logic, with deductive and inductive reasoning. If we want to know the mysteries of the universe, we must apply the mind using the scientific method. Logic imposes rules on thinking, and sometimes we must subordinate our will to strict rules, even if it violates our prejudices. All right, how does the heart fit in? Let's face it, the heart can be pretty fickle. You sound like a romantic. The heart is the seat of feeling. Sometimes the heart can feel what the eye cannot see, the ear cannot hear, and the mind cannot comprehend. Sometimes we must rely upon the heart for understanding. Let's connect the heart, assuming the heart is pure, to wisdom, the righteous application of knowledge or the righteous application of truth. But science has become largely atheistic. That is because they leave out the other filters. We must use all the filters. Our age prides itself on being past feeling. They rely entirely on science without understanding that theoretical science is no better than the premises it is based upon. If the premises are false, it doesn't matter how logical the argument. Everything has a logical structure, but that doesn't mean it is sound. You mentioned the spirit. Do you mean the spirit of man or the spirit of Christ? Both. Christians believe that at birth we all have the spirit of Christ. Sometimes spirit must communicate with spirit. It has many names, revelation, inspiration, the muse, 
intuition, instinct, insight, imagination, divine influence, creation, or genius. Some called it the golden fire. Where there is no inspiration, truth dies. Our greatest mistake is that in our nation we are beginning to turn our backs on the Lord. In Proverbs we read, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I began this podcast with the following statement. Perhaps all of us have thought that it would have been nice if we could be old and wise before we were young and foolish, so that we wouldn't waste our youth. But that is not in God's plan. What is God's plan? It is true that on earth we are young before we are old. We are foolish before we are wise. But let us step back and look at the whole picture. In God's plan, we must be old before we can become forever young. I see a sermon coming. Bear with me. In the large scheme of things, perhaps it was God's plan to make us old before he made us young. Ron, how can that be? Mortal earth in the eternal scheme of things is of short duration. Man, for example, doesn't even register on the geological scale. Recognizing the oversimplification, consider life in three estates. I have read James. I know what he means by the first estate. The first estate, according to James, was in the pre-existence when we were spirits living in the presence of God. A war in heaven broke out when Lucifer defied God's plan and established his own, pulling a third part of the hosts of heaven into rebellion. Those of us who kept our first estate and fought with Michael against Lucifer and his angels were sent to earth to gain a body, which goes through many stages. The mortal body dies, thus completing the second estate. You are saying that everything leads up to the third estate. We leave our bodies behind and enter into a spirit world where we wait for our resurrection and judgment. The final judgment, then, is our entrance into the third or final estate. Are you saying that our life on earth determines where we live in the final estate? In the big picture, mortal earth is a probationary state designed by our Creator to be short and incredibly intense. Its purpose is to prepare us to live in eternity in an advanced state of light, power, and intelligence. You are saying, then, that earth, or our second estate, is vitally important. In addition to a physical body, we came here to gain faith and knowledge and truth and wisdom in preparation for eternity, where we will be forever young. The choices we make on this earth determine our life in the final estate. That is why we must grow old before we grow young. We are old but a short time. We are young forever. I know your favorite saying, Earth is the hinge on which eternity swings. On earth only do we grow old, for death alone can release us from our mortal labor. And in heaven we will be eternally young, having our resurrected bodies forever. The choices we make on earth will determine the light and knowledge and power we will have in the resurrection. And with the wisdom we gain on earth through our gray hairs and brutal experience, we will forever enjoy our eternal youth. God, in his wisdom, first created the earth for man before he allowed us to inherit our mansions in heaven. He allowed us to experience opposition here. Happiness turned to joy through misery so that we could have infinite joy with him. By obeying his laws here, we will there be free forever.
In this brief life, let us heed Proverbs 15.2. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.